Welcome everybody to the this episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast. My name is Derek, and today we'll be talking about Stranger Things Season 3. But before we get into all that, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle, but we will hear about more about that later. In the summer of 1985, in Hawkins, Indiana, the new Starcourt Mall has become the focal point of the town, driving other stores out of business. Sheriff Jim Hopper is conflicted over Eleven and Mike's budding relationship, while Joyce considers moving out of Hawkins for better prospects, leaving the state of the children's friendships and her own relationships with Hopper in the air. However, strange power fluctuations trigger Will's awareness of something otherworldly, and Max and Eleven sense something is off about the town residents, and despite having closed the portal to the Upside Down, fears that they're all in danger from it still. That's actually the premise of Season 3 of Stranger Things. Having seen it, not terribly far off. I think that this is really, really a good season three. Uh, You know, there's the running joke that the third season, the third movie in a series, always tends to kind of be kind of bleh. Um, This one is actually really, really good, really strong. There are some points that we'll be talking about later, But I do want to talk about some uh, new additions. They actually added some new characters to this season of the show. They actually added uh, Robin, who is uh, a new employee at at one of the food court places in the Star Court Mall. Um, At first I was like, man, they're going to add new characters and how are we going to feel? Robin was one of my new favorite characters, um, for reasons that I'll go into later. It's really, really hard to talk about this without spoiling, but I'm going to do my best. Um, so for a little while, it, season three was one of those worrying points for me. Um, I was worried that it was just going to be kind of superfluous. Um, but then again, I also felt that way about season two. Because season one ended and it was like, okay, that, it's not the best ending. Like, it feels like a sad ending, but it's an ending. And then season two came out and they directly asked, hey, what about this, this, and this? So you knew that there was going to be a season three. Um, I guess the non-spoiler thing I can say is they don't have an 11-centered episode based around her going and getting edgy in Chicago. Um, that's a good thing. Uh, that was seen as one of the worst episodes of the second season, and I will tend to agree, because that episode was terrible. It just kind of distracted from the entire season, and it uh, didn't serve to push forward the narrative. Every episode in season three felt like it pushed the narrative, and whenever it ended, it was like, oh my gosh, I gotta watch another episode. Which is good, and it's sad because there's only eight episodes in the season. 
so you can easily binge this. And since it came out on July 4th, it was a long weekend for a lot of people. So, you know, you just binge it over the weekend and you move on with your life. So I think that's actually a really cool thing. Um, that was a, It was a nice theme idea of the entire season is based around July 4th. It's coming in several days in the show. So it's based on that idea and it releases around the same time. So it kind of connects the past and the present. With it being said in 85, we're getting closer to the time when a lot of people will start to remember more of the 80s. It's the tail end. It's the, it, we're getting ready to enter in the second half of the 80s. Things are going to look closer to the 90s, I think, in the uh, fourth season. Because it is confirmed we are getting a fourth season. Um, because as Doug says, what people love about the 80s is actually the leftovers from the 70s. What people love about the 90s is actually leftovers from the 80s. Yes, new technology and such is invented, but it's always carryover from the previous decade. Um, and which is actually kind of an interesting thought process because it's not like somebody went, it's 1980s, it's the 1980 now, so I'm going to get rid of all my furniture and get new furniture. So like furniture, clothing, while it maintains a trend, there's still that section of transitional period from 70s to 80s, 80s to 90s, and so forth and so forth. So I think that's actually a really good thing. Um, we got some really awesome music. Uh, they always kill it with the music. Uh, they've had they've had a piece by David Bowie again this season, uh, which is always a welcome addition. They I think it's not spoily to say <clears throat> they reference Day of the Dead. They reference Back to the Future, um, and those are new movies. Which I love. They have small pieces. The second when they, you know, they have show part of the movie, they have parts of the music, and you can't go wrong with, you know, Back to the Future theme. So I think that they did that really well. They done all the design aspects really well as well. Uh, you know, all the clothing looks good. It doesn't look like some, you know, high school production. Like, well, this is what we think the eighties look like. It looks like it could be actually in the 80s. Like, if you watched it with a film grain on a CRT TV, it wouldn't be that out of place. It, I wonder what it would look like with that idea in mind. They even introduce things like... And they're, they're, when I say introduce, I mean they definitely like make it go, eh? Eh? They talk about new Coca-Cola. And how people don't like new Coca-Cola. They do like Coca-Cola. It's actually a really good difference. Because it makes you go, oh yeah. That was a thing. So they definitely reference things that are 80s centric only. That we have in the, in the 2000s and the modern era. We're getting ready to go on the 2020s. That we have no concept of. New Coke? but they actually talk about it, which I think is a good thing. The other thing that people found controversy in is how much smoking is in the show. People were like, oh, there's too much smoking. And it's like, hey, um, yes, we know that now smoking is bad. But in the 80s, everyone smoked. 
everyone. You smoked in the office. You smoked at home. You smoked in the car. Everyone smoked. It's like, is it? do we know what's wrong now? Yeah, it's not great for you. But in the 80s, it was a thing. And it's one of those things that make you tie to that decade. Because it is uniquely 80s. In the 90s, it started to get phased out. And in the 2000s, it was almost nearly gone. And nowadays, the only place you see smoking is in designated smoking areas. But in the 80s, it was everywhere. Indoors, outdoors, in the car, at home, it doesn't matter. There was smoking. Which... I think, again, ties it directly to the 80s and helps fill the environment. Um, if you think about set design, yes, you have music, you have clothing and uh, decoration, you've got acting and you've got word choice, but you've also got behavior. You know, it's, it's we've learned a lot of behavior patterns. And in the 80s, it was smoking. There's So when you tie it to that... You help fill the negative space in an environment. Um, if you don't have a huge muse sweeping music blow, you've got to have set decoration. You've got to make sure, you know, if they're in a house, you've got to make sure it has, it looks like it's from the 80s. Not just, well, it has all the things that you'd think would be in a bedroom, but you're not filling it. <clears throat> it's things like posters or toys that make it, feel connected you've got to fill those negative spaces and stranger things does really really well with that i don't think there was a moment where i went that doesn't seem like the 80s and i say that i was never in the 80s i was born 90s so i don't know the 80s but it never felt like anything was missing it felt like every nook and cranny of every forgotten corner felt like it was filled with that 80s energy 80s toys 80s ideals 80s the way people talked in the 80s was very present which i think is good you see so many shows that don't manage to do that they kind of have something in the past and have modern ideals um have modern ideas for things and there's a huge section i don't think it's any spoilers to say but even nancy talks about it in the show nancy is in the workforce and she talks about how women are viewed in the workplace and her mom just goes well kind of you got to reach out and take what you want but other characters act as if well, the way she's being treated is normal and in the 80s it was Nowadays, we know that's scummy, and I would argue that in the 80s, we knew that was scummy, but we did it anyway. But it's present there. It's not this ideal. where It's not as progressive and open-minded as we are now. So it's really interesting when they do that sort of thing. It takes you out of our current age and puts you in the 80s, which I think is always super super important you know if you're able to take people out of disbelief you're able to remove them from uh you're able to remove them from their time and put them in the time that you want it makes the imagination grow it people who were born who were present for the 80s 
are able to reminisce on how it looked. People who weren't are able to imagine. Imagine what it's like to run around a town with, you know, a, a radio and talking to your friends because cell phones weren't a thing. You know, texting wasn't a thing. So you just, these kids use the radios and talk to their friends. It's really kind of a cool idea. It takes people out of time. I feel like there's not a whole lot I can talk about without spoiling because I don't want to, some of the things are so minute that I don't want to, I don't want to spoil things for you. I want to make sure that you all have the ability to go, I don't want to hear spoilers. So I think we're going to go ahead and transition to spoilers. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsor for this week. Before we move into the spoiler section of the podcast, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. This week, you can get the PlayStation Bundle on Humble Bundle. For $1 or more, you can unlock Grim Fandango Remastered, The Bard's Tale, and Inner Space. For more than $9.57, you get Layers of Fear, Wasteland 2, The Director's Cut, Talos Principle, and Broken Age. If you pay $15 or more, you can get Killing Floor 2 and Shadow Warrior 2. Now, you can choose as little or as much as you want to donate based upon what you want to get. And you can also help support the podcast here, as well as some of the money also goes to charity. This For this bundle, the charity that they are choosing to help is Game Changer, Save the Children, and Rhett Syndrome Research Trust. So you can support a plethora of people and get awesome games for yourself. I personally am looking forward to Bard's Tale. I remember it from such a long time ago. I think I might go ahead and pick it back up. So, we're getting ready to move into spoilers, but we wanted to thank our sponsor, Humble Bundle. Back to the show. First thing I want to say is rest in peace, Dr. Alexei, or Smirnoff. Uh, one of the one of the second best character added into the new season, as well as Robin. Um, so let's talk some spoilers. So Billy is now being overtaken by the the, the mind flare. Um, the Russians are attacking Hawkins and Promise tomorrow. Um, no, actually, I, I love the idea that Russians are in the heartland of the United States. They're underneath the mall. There's something to be said about the idea and the imagery of capitalism and the mall and so much commercialism being here. And the underneath is a Russian laboratory opening up a portal to what we can now argue is hell. Although it's never stated as such. I could make that argument. I mean, otherworldly demons that take over people's bodies. I would say that's hell. Um... It's really, a really kind of a cool idea to see that commercialism, capitalism, and underneath is buried communism. It's interesting. Um, so, the Maya Flare is here. It is like the shred of consciousness that was stored in, um, my, not Mike, Will. 
Will, the one that's always kicked around. Um, so basically that shred of consciousness just kind of hung around in the, in the world and started taking over things. Like, uh, it's like the old story of Dracula, how he, uh, he had the prisoner catching flies to feed to spiders, to feed to cats, to feed to dogs, you know, things like that. So like he, the mind flare took over rats and grew in strength and grew in power and started taking over people. And those people became puppets. So the first one he took was was Billy, um, who is now a lifeguard at the local pool. All the ladies love him. All the ladies want to be with him, and all the men want to be him. Sort of attitude of he's just like the cool dude, air quotes, cool dude. Uh, and for the eighties, he probably was. Um, you know, everybody loves uh, everybody. All the ladies love him. They, you know, they, they all secretly crush on him. And he even approaches uh, Mike's mom and says, hey, why don't you meet me at a motel? While she doesn't do it, that's the night he gets taken by the Mind Flare. Which is a cool idea that it's taking over more people and not just Will. However, that does leave some problems. Um, the thing that I it kind of feels like they kind of constantly do is Will is like a Geiger counter. is like the spidey sense that everyone has. It basically, there's points where he just goes, he's here, and then disappears into the background. And it's like, okay, cool. Why don't you come forward more? Why don't you do more in this series? Um, so going back, you've got Mike and Elle are now in a relationship. They're in a, you know, a childhood relationship. So lots of making out, which Hopper hates. Leave the door open three inches sort of attitude. Um, you've now got... Uh, Max in a relationship. So it's really, uh, it's really cool. Um, you've got these growth, you've got, you've got change. Uh, it's Max and Lucas. Sorry, I forgot his name. That's kind of terrible. Um, you've got them in a relationship. Dustin is in a relationship with somebody outside of the city and he contacts only through radio. And throughout the whole series, you think, well, is she fake? Because you don't actually hear her. He describes her as being really, really, really smart, really, really, really cute. But it's like, my girlfriend, she lives in Canada. You've never met her. Stop asking, sort of thing. So it's kind of a cool idea. Everybody is, has a significant other, except for Will. Will just... Wants to hang out and play D&D, which is probably the most relatable thing in this series. Hey guys, can we stop making out with our girlfriends and play D&D? No? Alright. He tries to get them into a campaign, which, again, has a lot of foreshadowing. A lot of things that they do with the kids when they're D&D game are foreshadowing. Uh, that's something I really actually love. They've also got a new character, they've also got a new... Um, member of the gang, Erica, which is actually Lucas's younger sister. So it's actually really cool. The way they evolve the characters, Robin is super talented with languages, and you think maybe she's going to be a love interest for uh, Harrington. Turns out, no. Robin is not all on that team. She's actually more interested in uh, another girl. And Steve's like, cool. 
I think that's actually a really cool idea to add. Um, it didn't change anything significant. It wasn't like it didn't stick out like a sore thumb. A lot of shows, they kind of do that. The I'm not what you think I am. I'm, you know, more interested in men and more interested in women. And they just kind of let it linger there. And it changes the way the characters interact. And this one, Steve was just like, cool. And moving on. You're, it's, it's like, I'm still your friend rather than, well, you're no longer a uh, sexual prospect. You're my friend. So I think that's actually really kind of a cool idea. It shows a growth evolution. And it's something that I think people even still today could work on. So we've got that. We've got the Mind Flare running around. You've got the Russians. Uh, Dr. Alexei is amazing. He's only in the series for a couple of episodes before he's shot. But the way in which he's done, the way in which he's shot is, is kind of cool. They take him to a carnival and he's learning about how all these games are rigged. And he wins. And he just wants to show his friend what he won. And he gets shot. And he does, which is actually kind of sad and tragic that he gets a taste of, you know, American capitalism and everything, and he dies shortly thereafter. There are traces of, like, wow, that feels inspired by Terminator. There's a Russian uh, hitman who is basically the Terminator without being the Terminator. Um, it would be kind of interesting if they add, if, if later in seasons they add that, you know, there's a time travel aspect and it would make you really question some things. Um, I think there's a lot of things that you can talk about, like how, uh, how they destroy the mind flare, which is they kind of don't and the aspect of they just shut the gate and the mind flare dies. But before all that, we get, you know, a battle at the mall, we get breaking into a Russian base we get so much everybody is doing something hopper and uh joyce they're off going and finding you know they're off going and finding russian information you know why aren't the magnets working so that leads them why so why aren't magnets working well that leads them to it's electrical okay so and they go and talk to the mayor the mayor kind of shows some shady dealings they go investigate the properties, and they go find a Russian uh, scientist. Then they're going to go break into the Russian lab. Little do they know, at the same time, Dustin, Erica, Robin, and Steve already have broken into the Russian facility because it's underneath the mall. They are able to do this because they decoded a Russian uh, secret transmission. They go under there. They discover, hey, things aren't all copacetic. They escape. And they're going to come tell other people. While they're doing that, we've got Lucas, we've got Mike, and Will, and Max, and Elle, and Nancy, and uh, Jonathan. They're all actually fighting the Flare. So, they're, you know, going breaking into a hospital, and there's a person that's been flayed. They're, you know, at being attacked by the Mind Flare. They're being antagonized by Billy. They're actually going and finding out, hey, Billy is actually an agent of the Flare because he can't tolerate heat. So they're also dealing with that. And that's kind of their self-contained. But it all comes to a head when they all meet up at the mall. So they all escape. So they're at Hopper's ca little cabin. And they find out Dustin is at the mall because, you know, Russian base. So they go there and we end up also finding 
Hopper and uh, Joyce, they're also at the mall because they're going to go break into. So then you do some party swapping. You know, Erica goes, helps uh, Hopper, and so does Dustin. But then we swap out, and they go and go be on the hilltop, which comes in the greatest musical thing in, in, in the show when you find out Dustin's girlfriend, Susie, is real. And she wants him to sing the never-ending story theme song with her. However, that I believe wholeheartedly helps kill Hopper. Because surprise, Hopper's air quotes, dead? He may be, he may be not. We'll see in season four. So they close the, you know, Joyce closes the gate and the flare dies. And in the end, it's the most, the saddest thing is, you know, uh, Elle is reading a letter that he wrote, that Hopper wrote to her and Mike. Like, hey, you know, you making out all the time is not great. Just do your dad a favor and leave the door open three inches. And he talks about how things have changed. But as they're reading it, things are changing. The buyers are moving. And they're taking Elle with her, with them. Because Hopper died, air quotes. So they're leaving. So Mike's girlfriend's leaving. Nancy is not going to be with Jonathan anymore. And Joyce is alone again. Because there was a budding relationship between her and Hopper. So there's a lot of change. They leave it open for season four. By the end credit scene, you hear the Russians talking about the American. And then you see them feeding someone to a demigorgon. Because, surprise, the demigorgon is back. So there's a lot, and that's the, the Cliff Notes version. There's a lot of nuanced things that's going on. Uh, but I think that's a really good way of talking about it. That there's a lot of change. Um... They, you know, there's some ideas of how they're going to move on forward to season four. I think it would actually be kind of cool to see it set at Thanksgiving or set in the future and have a time travel element. We don't know where season four is going to go. We haven't really heard a lot. The cast for season three was amazing. I don't think there was a single dud. I do think that we need, in the, the other spoiler, which I'm really happy about, is Elle no longer is able to use her powers now, we don't know if that's temporary or permanent, but she doesn't have access to her powers anymore. So I think that's a good thing. Because in season two, and in this season, she's used, as Doug puts, as a, as a breaching charge. She's able to push around the enemies, and they run away, and they're done. So she was more like the MacGuffin. So I'm kind of interested to see where they move with the story now that she no longer has her powers. Maybe it was temporary and she gets them back. Maybe it wasn't. I kind of hope it's permanent. Because it would change the way the story is told. With the Demigorgon, if we just have Elle just, you know, disapparated again, it's no longer interesting. You're doing the same thing as you did in Season 1. Push the story forward. So, I don't know how much, what else I can talk about, because there's a lot of nuanced things that uh, they kind of push forward the whole story. I gave you the cliff notes. I want you to go see it yourself. Let me know what you think of the season and let me know what you think season four is gonna do i think it's gonna maybe have some time travel elements that's just my thought and my hope but what do you hope for season four are you hoping for more of your favorite character less of your least favorite character let me know 
down in the comments below. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and be sure to subscribe and notify, you know, however uh, the platform you're listening to. Make sure you're able to find all the newest episodes and share it with your friends. Um, if they haven't seen Stranger Things, you know, ask them to watch Stranger Things and then go listen to this episode. So, until next week, I hope that you all have a lovely, lovely week. And remember, don't get caught in the upside down. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time. <laughs>